0: The Savoir Fair Audio Experience. Are you ready? The The Savoir Fair Experience is your guide to everything that has to do with lifestyle. From dating, rides, style, and entertainment. All brought to you by the editor of Savoir Fair Magazine, Robert White. Anything goes on this audio experience. So, Let's go.
1: It's still the best. We are still the best, and we survived COVID, and we're finally back. The Sabo Fair podcast is kicking, um, kicking up again. We've been away for a while. COVID got everyone locked down. I, it's no really no excuse because I probably should have been recording episodes. But instead, we're here. And we're working on a new episode, and we have some new things that are happening with the podcast. One of the coolest things that I think we've done and changed and added to this is we now have a co-host, a beautiful co-host for all you guys to drool over. So we added Jessica um, to, our, to our co-host list. I'm really excited Toba. to have her.
0: Yes, I'm very excited to be a part of this. Really looking forward to everything, getting to know the audience and getting to know you more. And uh, I'm very excited to be here.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to have some fun. Um, Jessica's very real. She won't hold back. Neither do I. So it's going to be a very interesting conversation when we get into deep topics and we talk about specific stuff. Um, there still is an option to go on the website if you want to send us topics or send us information or ask questions to either of us. That's still available. So make sure you check out uh, the savfair.com website and you can send everything through the contact page. But first, before we get started on a hot topic, let's meet Jessica. So Jess, tell me a little bit about... Your background in entertainment, audio, all that fun stuff.
0: Awesome. So, yeah, I actually used to be an on air personality, um, which was really great, covering everything in entertainment and lifestyle. Uh, in the areas so that includes fashion, beauty, um, you know, new restaurants, hot topics, trending topics, uh, everything relevant. I sort of emerged during that time where, you know, Elite Daily and BuzzFeed, like content was king and everything was uh, digitally driven. Um, so collectively, that's how I got the opportunity talking in radio and developing that. And then it just sort of opened the door for me to get out there and do some on camera work and interview some really cool celebrities. So I definitely have my fair share of, uh, you know, celebrity sightings, celebrity stories and and fun things like that. But um, You know, essentially all of my background just kind of stems from being a lover from all that is pop culture, all that is entertainment, and just staying up on top of everything. So it's really fun to be a part of this type of podcast where we're, you know, going to be diving into a lot of these topics that are emerging right now for for our age group in the dating world and just, you know, the the new normal, so to speak, how we're all moving forward in dating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so you mentioned that, like, you did a radio and then you started inter- interviewing celebrities. And I know from, you know, our friendship that, like, you've done some red carpet work. Give give us like a story. I want to know, like, a story from the red carpet that's just kind of silly or funny with some celebrity thing.
0: Um. Oh, I mean, I have so many. So I wish I uh, was prepared with that question. because. <laughs> And like 20 stories come to mind um but one of my personal favorites uh was actually interviewing I've been able to interview uh on several different occasions all of the Wayne family never together uh but all individually um, Marlon Waynes and Sean Waynes did some club appearances where I was able to run the red carpet for that and I um got a a chance to interview keenan which was really cool for me i'm a huge stand-up comedy fan uh, and i was able to you know date myself back as and talk about in living color with him and stuff like that but it was just really funny they always stick out to me as an entire family because every single one of them was so kind to me that even after the red carpet and after the interview they like invited me uh you know to join them in their like little vip section and have some drinks and you know just really uh enhance the whole social experience so they always stand out to me as one of my favorites and my photos from from all of those nights are always so great because it looks like i'm actually friends with them versus (laughs) you know interviewing them so that's how i like to pass it off on social media which i'm sure we'll dive into like oh yeah you know the reality of of what's happening versus how it looks on social media
1: no, I think we definitely got to talk about some social media stuff. I think that's the topic that we were discussing earlier. No, I think it's super cool that you got to meet some cool people. Do you ever feel like, I mean, I don't, I, I meet a lot of celebrities too in my, my field of work, obviously, being in the magazine and getting press passes and going to fashion week and different events and stuff. And I've never been really starstruck by anybody. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, you know what? You did a really good job at being an actor. So it's nice to meet you. Like, that's pretty much how I feel about it
0: yeah yeah it's funny I always find that the people that I'm not expecting to start to get me starstruck are the ones that do um so it's when when I'm prepared to meet somebody that I'm a huge fan of or or even like an a-lister like I've interviewed some people like Cameron Diaz and James Franco and like some really major people and I feel like I wasn't really too phased by it and I was able to keep my cool and composure but then like something so silly like i don't even know i can't even think of but like a, a reality star or like i said because i'm a stand-up comedian fan like someone who's like up and coming i'll completely freeze on the spot
1: oh yeah no i can feel that i i missed um i haven't really ran into a lot of a-list people like i hung out with paris hilton once i hung mm-hmm. out well, with a-list. yeah she's definitely the top um uh kelly osborne i chilled with kelly osborne for a little bit like these are people I actually had conversations with i didn't just see them in passing um right, right. It's, it's kind of unique but i think like paris and i just talked about music we just talked about djing yeah
0: yeah
1: we didn't talk about fashion week at all and that's where we actually met each other we were like who cares about the clothes tell me about your music taste like
0: right, what right. tracks
1: are you downloading right now what are you working on like i wanted more information yeah. about the music
0: Right, that's awesome. We were able to actually relate to her, and I'm sure she appreciated that instead of just like getting asked the specific, the, the like the same old questions that she normally does, and you know. All oh that yeah, stuff. I'm sure. Yeah, cool. and the,
1: and the thing is, I was a little starstruck because, guys, it's Paris Hilton, okay? But like, right, come on, and I was like, so. yeah, she's gorgeous, and her sister was with her too. Nicole was there too, but like, yeah, I didn't, I never took a selfie with them. I didn't even ask. I just hung out. Oh, I just chilled. Yeah. Like, I wanted to pretend like I was, like, I'm, I was meant to be there.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Was... I do have, like, a rule of thumb for myself where I know that they probably get bombarded all the time and it could be super annoying. But, like, this is usually a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for me. So I always go for it and I go full throttle when it comes to pictures.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Well, I went, to, um, I went to a fashion show that was directed by a different company obviously not mm-hmm. mine. I was there as a press uh, well, on press passes and they had all these like big celebrities that came through to do like that were just there to see these fashion shows. I think uh so the the tennis player Williams, what's her life, first uh, name? Uh,
0: Serena Williams. Serena right.
1: Williams, yeah. She had a fashion line and all these big celebrities like Kim Kardashian and all these people came to this show, okay? Like yes. one of the legends of the publication world like um Anna from Vogue like
0: Okay. Wow. Anna
1: went tour. When? Yep. Yeah, thanks. I didn't. Yeah. I couldn't pronounce her last name. Um. Uh. She was there, and there was like all these really great, great people. Tommy Hilfiger was at that show. Like, there's some cool people. And That's I tried awesome. to get these people like on the red carpet, take photos. And the director was just like on me. Like, if yeah. I said, "Hey, can I get a photo?" They were like freak out over it. And then I was like, "Right, right." I'm not the guy to be doing this crap, anyways. I'm I'm supposed to be the guy like rubbing shoulders with these people and networking with them. To like, hey, you want to be on a cover? Like, I don't need a photo of right. you. Come be on a cover.
0: Well, that was, it's funny you bring that up because I actually had like an opportunity and it kind of came full circle because... Uh I was a content director for a little bit, a couple of years back where I was working on a lot of print magazines and publications. And that was always an in for us was, you know, getting the celebrities and reaching out to their PR people about getting them on a cover. And the first cover I ever did was Jonathan Shaban. He's currently, you know, he changed his name legally. He's known as the food God, you know, keeping up with the Kardashian fans all know him. He's like Kim's mm-hmm. best friend. He's, you know, a Jersey guy. And, um, what was really cool about that opportunity is he graced the cover of our magazine. The magazine wound up folding. It never came out, but it's still a highlight in my career because I was able to orchestrate the entire photo shoot and, you know, meet him and organize everything. And it's all on my social media and stuff. So I, I like to do the throwbacks of that every once in a while, because that's my big, my big in with the fashion world and, and getting somebody on a cover, which was pretty huge for me.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I'm, and I'm kind of hoping, like, we'll get some opportunity to connect in real life. I mean, COVID is starting to kind of fade away, away where people are starting to come out and, you know, get more active. I'm positive that New York Fashion Week in September is going to be lit because New York City just announced today that everything is open 100%. We're going back to normal. Right. Like, get out there. You don't need to wear a mask. Like, I love that. Um, I know. They get three months of just, like, you know, going through the phases before I'll be in the city, so I'm hoping everything mm-hmm. kind of just chills, but, yeah, I mean, New York Fashion is a huge event. Lots of celebrities, lots of cool people, so I definitely have to make some moves to get us in some places, for sure. Yeah,
0: that'd be awesome, for sure, and, like, you know, people kept, uh, you know, putting it out there that the city was, was dying and everybody fled, but I definitely feel like that energy is going to be back up and running and... You know, celebrities are starting to fly back in. The clubs are going to fill up. The restaurants are going to fill up again. And uh, you know, I think it's going to be a really exciting time to watch that come back and and watch the bounce back of everything. So I think it's gonna it's it's gonna be like it's on steroids for a little bit. Come oh, back, absolutely,
1: come back. yeah. It's gonna be like, man, this place is crazy crowded. It's gonna feel like we're all gonna be on cabin fever kind of thing. You know, like. Right. Right. where we feel like we've been cooped up. We really have been, you know, everyone's been kind of cooped up and now we get to be released like a bunch of wild dogs. And we're just like looking for a bone. like, <laughs> it's Absolutely. like, we just got to get out there and get after it. I think it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait.
1: Yeah. That's going to be exciting for sure. So yeah, very cool. So uh, what else was there in your background? I, I, I listen, I've grabbed a couple of pieces. The celebrity stuff's always fun, but like when you were on radio, was that like a local station to you?
0: So, yeah, it was actually um, like a, a, an AM station, a Jersey-based station, uh, and uh, it was me and somebody else that was in the actual beauty space at the time um, on a show called In the Chair, and it was funny because it was Saturday mornings, it was like from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., so not the most ideal hours, um, but it was perfect because it was a really fun opportunity to be, this is when radio was, was radio in the sense of, uh, being hands-on and working with the equipment. Um, not like how we're, you know, we're fortunate enough where we're able to do these types of podcasts from the comfort of our own home and making sure we all have equipment. But this was when, you know, we were actually in a position where if somebody was coming through town, they were stopping by the radio station to promote it. Um, so it was a very hands-on experience, which was nice. awesome. Yeah doing that in my 20s which is funny because you know I'm I'm kind of a Jersey Shore girl at heart that's my roots so I would uh be Spending some some happy hours and some nights partying down at the Jersey Shore, and then because it was five a.m., you know, when I had the energy to just go straight to the station and start work. And, <laughs> to you know, be oh that clock. young again, oh my gosh! To Do be that to be that young and be that uh yeah excited and, and <laughs> now I'm like looking at the clock and I'm like um, I don't know if I can start a movie yet. It's past eight o'clock, you know.
1: Yeah, I actually my my work schedule is pretty interesting because. I actually get up around like 10 o'clock in the morning. I wake up around that time. And then I spend about 25 or 30 minutes just getting myself out of bed, getting motivated, getting the shower, all that good stuff. Right. But then I work all day, but my schedule takes me into like late hours. Yeah, I'll be up until two, three o'clock in the morning. And I'll tell you why I like it so much to be up that late. It's because my phone's not ringing. Mm-hmm. it's like nice and quiet I can just focus on work I can put some music in my ears like that's yeah. the the prime hours for me to get stuff done is at night when my phone's not ringing during the day
0: that's actually a great point I never thought of it that way but you're so right because you have less distraction and mm-hmm. in this I actually brought it up to you know the nine to five job that I have where it's like I am more productive between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m than I am throughout the entire day because I'm in such a it's the morning focus just bang it out before people start talking to you before things start happening and then you get distracted and then you're all over the place so yeah whenever you can find those those hours to yourself like that's the time where you can just get the most production out of it and it's such an awesome feeling Mm -hmm. when you're all like wow I just accomplished more just now in two or three hours than I did all day long.
1: <laughs> oh, me too. And and sometimes I completely forget to look at the clock. I'll be up to like two, three o'clock and not even know it. hmm Absolutely. I'm like, oh I have to sleep at some point here, so I'm gonna have to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right. Like you almost have to schedule but it in when you get super excited about what you're working on.
0: Exactly. And it lets the creative juices flow and yeah, it definitely makes things more fun and more exciting. Yeah. Keep sure. on your toe
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so um, so for, for everyone that's kind of, like, uh, new to the podcast and stuff, like, Justin and I have known each other, but we, we met each other like everybody else does, just through social media. Like, yeah. we are just Facebook friends. And then I was I, like, you know what? You got a cool background. I like your voice. We've talked on the phone before. Like, do you want to co-host mm-hmm. a podcast with me? And that was yeah. it. She was like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so awesome because you never know the opportunities that can present itself on social media because honestly I think it's like anything else you don't even realize you're getting to know somebody half the time but you are because you're seeing their statuses you're picking up on if they're funny if they're not funny the different types of things that they like to post and then before you know it you feel like you're already you know before me and you had even had a conversation I felt like we both knew so much about each other just on on social media or at least could you know yeah, On a surface level, you know, and be able absolutely. to pick up what we were and to, to know that this was going to work and that this was going to be, a, you know, a good, fun thing for ourselves.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I thought, like, you know, we connect. We've got some, some interesting backgrounds that are very similar. Um, mm-hmm. We both have a big kind of love for, like you said, pop culture, the entertainment industry. And then... You know, just as we connected over time, like, little chats here and there, like, it's just kind of cool to learn a little bit about, like, our real life, like, what's really kind of happening, like, you know, who we're hanging out with, who we are, that kind of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. and and then, like you said about the post, too, I mean, obviously, you can go and, like, creep on someone's Facebook page, Instagram page, whatever, and scan through there, and you're definitely going to get to figure out a little bit about who that person is. Absolutely.
0: I think people... There's yeah, a, there, there's always, a butt,
1: right there's a butt, right. but it's because that's what the person wants you to see
0: This is true. This mm-hmm. is true It really depends on how people use like what their motives are with social media for me It's always been like a mixture of like a little bit of my work a little bit of my family a little bit of fun But um, I definitely notice people including myself tend to get into patterns with social media um, which is an interesting thing to just watch because you can tell so much as you said about somebody if they're like only posting nothing but selfies all day or if they're you know posting about their hobbies or posting about their interests or what they're doing or activities or um you just really get a solid feel uh the the deeper and deeper you go but you're absolutely right it usually is it's only what people want you to see but that's kind of part of the fun i mean hopefully nowadays people know going into social media that not everything is as it appears um so you gotta take it with a grain of salt but you know it definitely uh it, it changed the landscape as far as how we all connect with each other and what we think everybody's up to all the time
1: oh yeah like i guys my my facebook page my instagram page is like a a normal guy's dream, okay? It's like mm-hmm. all models, it's all right. photography, yeah. all day long, like my Facebook feed, when I go to my homepage, it's just nonstop, like hot model after hot model after hot model, right, and because right. it's the industry that I work in, and I work with these people, so like, yep, all day yep. long I'm looking at these girls, like, and they're traveling the world, they're doing all kinds of great things, they're like, you know, like, one's in Bermuda one day, and then she's in, like, Jamaica, and then she's in LA, like, their lives look so crazy
0: Exciting and crazy and yeah, I'm absolutely. like
1: what the hell am I doing wrong I own a I own a small corporation I own a magazine I own a talent agency I do all this stuff and then like I'm just sitting in my house working 16 <laughs> 17 hours a day like is it because I'm not a hot girl is that why I'm not getting this kind of attention on Facebook like it's it's well, a crazy thing
0: if that's the case I hope not because then that would make me a failure <laughs> <'Cause I can't... laughs> in my life um yeah to piggyback off that I definitely you know I I have a lot of friends now that are it's funny because they'll look at a lot of the stuff that I that I used to do and and like you said going out to events and you're always surrounded by people and people are always like oh my god I thought you were much more of like a party girl or like this or that always out there and you know not realizing that like yes of course that's part of you know, my job in a sense and it's what I like to do, but that was also my social life. So like nine times out of ten, I'm usually in like pine uh, you know, have a pineapple bun at the top of my head and I'm in Costco sweatpants. But Right, right, right <laughs> every once in a while you get yourself dolled up and that's what you're gonna post, of course, and then it makes it look like your life is so exciting. Your life but, is so um,
1: glamorous and whatever. Yeah, it's so yeah. glamorous.
0: So funny. But it's, yeah, I mean Go social ahead. media. I think, I think all women uh, have a love hate with social media for that reason,
1: though. <laughs> I think the love hate is because men on social media, well, not all men, obviously, but let's say, let's say, like fifty percent of them are super mm-hmm. immature about Facebook, about Instagram, about social media oh, wow. in general. Like mm-hmm. unsolicited DMs, let alone the photos that come along with them. That's a big oh. piece that I hear about on a daily basis.
0: Absolutely. That definitely happens. And even when you try and be polite about it, because I do actually like believe in leading with my best foot forward to be polite. And sometimes that even just backfires. Like I can't even tell you how many times you'll say, you know, I'm I'm not interested or I'm this or I'm that. And immediately they go, well, you're fat and ugly anyway, or, you know, you're this and <laughs> you're what you know or they start you know calling you derogatory names and they're like well then why are you dming me like leave me alone yeah well he was he was
1: initially hoping you were gonna be like yeah come over and let's do it and then when right. he said i'm not interested he was
0: like ah, f you girl like whatever right. but you know what's kind of crazy to think about because like i i get it like a lot of times people want to shoot their shot they have to have learned at some point like that that worked for them do you know what i mean and that's why they're shooting right, their
1: shot. right and oh that's a great point too because that means that like okay if they if they put a girl down and she came running back to them
0: that's mm-hmm. something that
1: worked for him on somebody else that poor right. girl though that poor girl that it worked right. on um Absolutely. yeah that makes a lot of yeah. sense
0: important that like women have each other's backs and support and men too that like men know that this is what's going on because i would share so many conversations with my guy friends and like screenshot it and like send it to them be like you believe and they're like this is how men talk and i'm like yeah this is your kind like (laughs) (laughs) do you see
1: what you guys do when i'm not around
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm about to like screenshot this and send it to this guy's mother, which I'm I'm going to sound like a crazy person I have done before.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know what? I think that's not a bad thing though. I think if yeah. these dudes knew that women were going to send this thing to like their wives, their girlfriends, their the girl they're talking to, like their baby right. mama, their mom,
0: like they would really right. chill the hell out. Well, shouldn't that be a rule of thumb that everybody, like men and women, like every human on planet Earth should practice? Like, don't put it in writing. Don't ever write anything that if it were to surface, you would be embarrassed by or that you would be ashamed of. But uh, I tell you, they certainly do not think that way. That is for sure.
1: (laughs) I try to make sure that everything I have in text with anybody, I'm I'm single right now. So, like, if I'm texting Mm -hmm. somebody on a dating app or on social media – it's very friendly. It's all about them. Like, I want to get to know you. Who are you? And I have, like, a key list of things that I'm looking for. And mm-hmm. I'm asking specific questions to learn about that person in that way. And then I'll instantly put them in a, in a, in a place. Like, do I want to get to know this person on a, on a more relationship level? Or do I just right. want to put them in a friend zone? Right, right. So I, I think just keeping it casual. And that's part of it. Because if I shoot my shot in the DMs, it could completely come off wrong. And then I'm screwed
0: exactly exactly because like what
1: i do they'll plaster that shit on facebook and then i'll have like
0: every Mm -hmm. guy
1: every guy in the world will want to fight me because some girl had a bad experience in dms (laughs) right (laughs) which may not be the case but that's that's the power of attractive people on the internet so absolutely
0: absolutely
1: wow yeah so so like the timeline thing is about posting what we want to post like you said we both live kind of adventurous lifestyles we're like going out and doing these events and being a part of these things is what everyone gets to see. But the truth is we just like hang out at home in our sweatpants. Absolutely. Right now I'm working from home and I'm like, yeah, most of my day is just chilling in like my PJs and answering the phone. Like I just don't care. Right. right? Right. So like, but when I go out, you guys are going to see those photos on social media for sure. When I'm surrounded by models, when there's photographers around me doing their job, like,
0: yeah, that's, those are right. the photos I'm
1: putting out there. I'm building a reputation for myself that way.
0: Absolutely, it's part of building the brand. It's part, and you know what? Even for people that aren't in our, you know, field or industry, like that's what everybody does. I mean, if they're You know, when they post pictures, when they're going out on the weekends with their significant others or out on the weekends with their friends or family, that's what they post. They're not going to post when they're sitting there twiddling their thumbs or like watching Housewives at night, which is what most people are doing. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You can
1: tell like guys uh, and girls, both you can tell, like, especially with Instagram, when someone's Mm -hmm. just chilling at home because their post will probably be a motivational quote instead of a picture Ah. of them.
0: You know what? Absolutely. (laughs) You start seeing on my stories that I do a lot. Like I'm doing a lot of resharing. That means I'm like sitting on the couch, like rolling through Instagram. Oh, that's funny. Reshare. Oh, that's funny. Reshare. So it's really me doing absolutely nothing and completely wasting my time. But see, so now (laughs) we know
1: that's that's the the thing you have to look for on Instagram, at least is that if they're resharing or they're posting motivational quotes, then they're pretty much
0: not doing anything fun at that point. it's funny too because whenever someone posts like motivational quotes or things like that, or like, you know, if a, particularly girls, and I hate to be a traitor of my own kind, but it's so funny because they'll post something and I'll be like, oh God, I guess she's going through a breakup or oh God. Oh, I guess. yeah. <laughs> and it's true, you make all these assumptions just based on maybe she
1: just liked the quote or maybe she just. You yeah. Know? Okay. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to, we're going to talk about this because this is a big thing mm-hmm. for me. Okay. I, this, I don't know why this happens, but I see this often, okay? Like I said, I've got a bunch of models and women on my Facebook page. I'm connected with all these people in the in- industry. And every once in a while, they'll post something. Like, I have one girl that's a model. She's in a very committed relationship. I think she's been engaged to this guy. And mm-hmm. her quotes, like, the things that she posts are, like, like sad relationship things. And right, I'm like, right. is he not on your Facebook page? Can he not see that, like, this is what you're posting when he's at work or whatever? Like, it's so strange to me. But from the outside looking in, not just her quotes, but, like, a lot of other people, they post this really kind of sad crap on there. And you're just kind of like, this is bringing my mood down having to look at all this. This is like watching the news, okay? Like, you don't want to watch the news because you don't want to know exactly what's going on in the world. I don't. Right. Facebook's supposed to be this bubbly kind of cool place where we can just see everyone's life or the way they want to present it. And the real stuff is something that's like a complete turnoff for most people.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I I can definitely see that. And the funny thing is when somebody does put their business out there, like it's like a catch 22. Like some people, I guess, need the platform or need the space to do it. I, I like be it for me to judge if they don't have anybody, but a lot of times people put their business out there so much that you wind up getting invested in like things that really have nothing to do with you. Like I will follow someone's relationship breakup and then, you know, a day or two will go by and I'm like, I wonder what's happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wonder, I wonder it if instantly
1: becomes our new reality TV show.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's I,
1: like it's I wonder well, if John right. is talking to that Jennifer girl now. And it's exactly. all on it's all on social media because Julie told us that John was talking to Jennifer. Yeah,
0: or you start even noticing, I mean, people are crazy these days. And I mean that in a funny way because like you'll even notice like, "Oh, did you see so and so started commenting like fire emojis under their picture? They must be talking." <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> it's and- it's interesting for sure, yeah. Absolutely, and it's just funny because we're grown adults, and like this is how we're like decoding things online. And but it's funny, all of us even. I know I still am a part of like many group chats from people from with high school even that are like you know sending each other pictures of so and so or this person or that person, and all the all everybody's business is out there, and it's and we're we're sharing it with each other.
1: yeah, it's crazy. And you're, and you're right about the relationship thing, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely right about the relationship thing. It's interesting to see how people respond. Okay, so, like, again, I'm, I'm going to keep talking about the modeling world because this is what, the, what I see on social media the most. No, right. But let mm-hmm. me tell you what happens here. This is pretty interesting stuff. A woman who is married and is a model who does not post about her relationship will get a mm-hmm. ton, a ton of attention on social media. As right. soon as she changes her relationship status to married or in a relationship, a third of her freaking fans will disappear. And yep. and I know that like majority of those men that take off or leave that person's um they stop following them. It comes from like a little bit of respect maybe, like oh, she's taken, I'm going to back away. It could right, be a little right. bit of that. The, but that but mostly I think it's like jealousy.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird,
1: a weird, weird feeling, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I saw this just the other day. Someone changed. It was kind of weird. I was trying to figure this out, too, because someone changed their relationship status. And I got a notification because it's a friend of mine. And so I go and look, and it's like, oh, in a relationship, like, oh, this is wild, right? But here's right. the thing. On the back end of Facebook, when you change your relationship status, it, you have to put you can put your partner's name in there, right? Right. And I think this girl actually did that. And the guy said, no. Oh, wow. He didn't want it public. So the relationship status actually went away about 30 minutes later.
0: Yeah. Wow. See, that's interesting to me because like, what are the reasons why don't you want it public? Like what are your, exactly. So exactly. Yeah. Like that's that's part
1: of it. Jess, like that's part of the, the dating world for me for sure right now is that too many people are out just playing around and And I completely understand, and we're from a different generation, like 100%. -hmm. I completely understand dating, right? you got to go out and explore, meet people. It's an experiment to figure out what you like. That's what I think dating actually is. Like it's it's meeting a lot of unique people, seeing a lot of people to figure out what you like Mm -hmm. before you settle into something. But this day and age, it's insane. Like you can't you can't be dating because it's like I dated Jennifer last week and then I went out with Julie this week. Then like, they're going to have a problem with it because there may be a post about it on social media or something.
0: Right. Right. It's insane. Well, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Cause it's like, I come from that, that place too. Like when you're in a committed relationship, you're in a committed relationship. But until that, point happens and and that's sort of been established like I always was a dater. I was never of course I've had serious relationships in my life but I was never somebody that bounced from like boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend. I'm somebody mm. that like when I'm single I like to date. I like to explore the options and then like see what sticks. So the so thing- the
1: guys in the in the room would call you the girl that gets a lot of free meals.
0: Oh, ouch. See? I'm- <laughs> it that way because I'm always someone who it doesn't like I'm not somebody that makes it seem like you have to take me out to a nice dinner like if you wanted to go for a walk a cup of coffee things like that I'm more than chill because hey don't waste my time either like my time is valuable I'm, a, I'm right, like a hustler right. so I you know I'm I'm definitely not in it for the free meal, so to speak. But it's interesting because when I do date and when I'm not in a relationship, I certainly don't put it out there on social media. Like so many people I know have even said to me, hey, how long have you been single? Cause you never post photos with a guy. And I go, because I'm not serious about anybody yet, because I know right. that's how the social media mm-hmm. world works. That yeah. the moment I post a picture with somebody, oh, that's her boyfriend or, oh, that's this, or, oh, that's that. So um,
1: Ooh, good point.
0: interesting me when people kind of put everything out there because like, I hate to say it. Like I know a girl that I follow from high school that I can tell you how many boyfriends she's had in the last 10 years. And you know, (laughs) I'm like, I know her, her number. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, they have a thing on
1: Facebook where you can go and click on someone's post history. And if you read through it, it'll tell you exactly how many times they changed their relationship status.
0: Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that, but that's also very funny.
1: <laughs> so yeah, like your, your girlfriend that you're talking about probably had like 10 in a year.
0: Yeah. Like, and it's crazy. Cause I always like, I'll see a different boyfriend at her Christmas dinner, like every year. And I'm like, isn't her grandmother going to say something soon? Cause like I'm about to. <laughs> yeah. They, they
1: got to be called out on stuff like that. Serial right. daters, Right. Which is what Jess is describing for herself right now. So. Right. But yeah
0: there's a difference between like dating and relationships though. Cause I'm like looking at it and I'm like, you can't possibly like be in love with all of these people, the way that you're making it seem like every boyfriend you're in love with every significant other, you, you love, you love, you love. And I'm like, that's impossible to like have loved 15 to 20 people like that. Then you clearly don't know what love is. <laughs> yeah. Well
1: the first 15, she didn't love at all. It's just the one she was right. actually with. Right. <laughs> Like, that's that's it's, kind of the progress. How how can you go through so many people so fast like that and, and right. think that you're actually having feelings for them? Because clearly you're right. not.
0: Yeah, then it's just dating. Just call it what it is. You're dating, you're exploring, and you you guys don't need to be committed if that's where your head's is at.
1: Yeah, and so that's the other piece with dating that people don't really kind of take into, into consideration. People mm-hmm. need to sit down and have the conversation from the get-go. Right. Where's the question of, like, what are you looking for? Why can't that be a normal question that everyone answers and says, well, actually, I want this. I think the problem is that, like, you meet somebody that you actually like, right? And then you ask, ask this question, and they say, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm totally looking for a committed relationship. I want to be married in the next five years. Like, I want kids. And you're like, oh, crap. I literally just want to take you to dinner. Um, so like that's, that's the part where you start changing maybe. And you start kind of like giving them a little bit of what they want, but not really into it. Right. Instead of being, instead of being disciplined and being like, listen, you're gorgeous. I love you. Like you're a great person. I wish I could spend some time with you, but I'm not looking for the same things you are. So let's just not put any time into it.
0: Well, I think what it is too is a lot of people dating's hard, right? Especially with all the technology that we have out there, you're like a grain of sand at the beach. Oh gosh, if yeah. You're not giving people like the instant gratification that they want. They can easily move on to the next one. Yep. However, with I said, I can't even tell you how many times, you know. I've even heard my girlfriend, like like, people think they're going to change someone's mind. And when somebody like tells you what it is that they're really looking for, you can't think that you're going to be the one to necessarily change it. Also people have to be cognizant of like just where you are in life. Like when I was in my twenties, if somebody were to approach me and be like, I'm looking for a relationship, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. I'd be like, whoa, 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 slow down. Now that I'm in my thirties, like I'm sorry. Like those are first date questions for me because I don't necessarily want my time wasted, but I also like, don't put pressure on it either. Like I don't make it seem like, Hey, I want to be married next month because you know, my biological clock, I got 10 months before I turn into a (laughs) Jerry. Like I'm not a psychopath, but I want to at least know, like what are your ultimate goals? Because these are mine. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I want that with you, but like that's what I'm looking for at some point. So if we click and there's a connection like that's where my head is going to be at because i'm in a a different phase of life that's the right that's the right wording i like the way that you
1: just presented that because i could see myself in a conversation with a woman saying this is what i want doesn't doesn't automatically assume i want it with you this is just what i want Like a very very basic like this is what i'm looking for like i know personally from dating right that I run into a lot of single mothers. Like, it's, it's a thing in my age. Like, I'm going sure. to be a single mother. It's definitely going to be an option.
0: But mm-hmm. I have a cutoff
1: on how old their children can be. Right, right. They need to be 11 or older for me.
0: Okay, I understand that.
1: But this is why. It's because I also have children. My youngest is 11. And mm-hmm. my life has been planned out so much so that in the nine years from now, my youngest daughter will go to college. And then right. I get to retire and go live the life I want. Right, right. So if I was in a relationship with someone, they had a five year old right now, that's going to mess things up because now I got to help put that kid through high school and into college before I can, you know, extend my retirement five more years.
0: Right, right, right. Not happening. I I, I understand. You got to be cognizant of all those things. I mean, put it this way when I was not even a few years ago, like just having children was a deal breaker for me because I wasn't in that phase of life. I was still going out in my twenties and I didn't want to be tied down or associated with that level of responsibility, especially if it wasn't my own. Um, but now mm-hmm. in my thirties I'm much more cognizant of the fact like, you know, people are going to be having, people have children, people are going to be d- divorced, you know, this, that. Um. So I you have to be a little bit more open-minded and flexible. But again, I always think it just depends on like where you are in life at that moment, because you don't know, you may, you may even be surprised. You could meet somebody and you know, she has a two year old and you'd be whistling a different tune. You never know. Never say never. <laughs> I, I'll never say never,
1: but I also hope that never happens. At right. The same right. Time because I don't want to like, I mean, I'm telling you it would have to be someone insanely amazing like yeah for me to for me to give a, any take on like the the children age thing and that's just one piece of what I'm looking for um, right for me to give any kind of rope there it would have to be someone that I've known for like ten years where are amazing t- like amazing amazing friendship like it's mm-hmm. definitely elevated to something else that's the only person I could think of not just person it's just like the only situation I could think of where yeah. I would be like okay yeah you messed up you had a you had a kid with someone now I'm I'll help you raise it like that part right. I'd be okay with but like if I could actually draw out the perfect thing for me in the kid situation they got to be 11 mm-hmm. or older cuz I'm right. I want to be in Bora Bora just putting my feet in the sand in like 9 years so I you're- that decision let me tell you it's got to be a thing for me like I just want out you know like I want to explore a little bit more the the second half of my life you know knock on wood Mm -hmm. like should be in a big adventure and that's what I'm I'm planning out for absolutely
0: absolutely slowly but surely we all get there absolutely
1: yeah exactly so so back to the social media thing because that's kind of the topic of the of the stream we are talking about dating which is kind of cool did you know that Facebook now has a dating option?
0: So I did not know exactly that it had like a specific option, but I do find it interesting because I feel like it was always like an untapped dating app, if you will. Yeah, exactly. How did it go but, from like
1: in the very beginning, right? We all saw like the social network movie or whatever, mm-hmm. just a bunch of horny friggin', uh college kids trying to get laid Basically, like, rating girls and all this crap. And then, boom, it explodes to what we know Facebook as today. And then last year, they released this dating section. But, honestly, the dating section on Facebook sucks. Everybody has a relationship status on Facebook. Just connect it to that.
0: Right. Do you understand?
1: Like, I want to opt in. Okay? I'm single. I want to opt in and say, I'm single. I live in this area. Anyone in this area that's single can reach me. That's it. Right, right. Like, what a cool feature that would be, Facebook. Hello?
0: Like, Why didn't they do that? Is it just because it ties so closely to, like, what Tinder is? Maybe they weren't allowed?
1: Well, I don't know, like, on the swiping feature of Tinder, because on the Facebook app, you can swipe on people in the dating section as well, right? But, like, Um, what I'm saying is they have so much information about a human on Facebook. They have our address, our phone Mm. numbers, Um our email addresses, our jobs, like literally
0: everything is on this website about people. They, when you, they could actually have a matchmaker on hand just setting up the matches.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I want to just be like, hey, when my relationship status, like when you change your relationship status from in a relationship to single, I mm-hmm. want there to be a button there that it says, do you want to connect with other singles in your area? And you say yes. And then instantly when other single people go on Facebook all the single people show up first,
0: right? Right.
1: Like it just make it a dating option that way. Then we get to go see what like mom's cooking for breakfast this morning and things like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Why didn't they do that? I don't understand why they didn't do that.
0: Well, I didn't even know that they really even had like a new feature like that. Because honestly, I feel like people have been using Facebook Messenger to like accomplish the same thing. Mm-hmm. That I wonder why they even felt to. to like make a whole section if they weren't going to go as far to do as what you're saying. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm totally guilty of like starting with people in the DMS on Facebook before Facebook had a dating option. Right. Right. But like, like I don't understand why they have so much data on everyone. Like you mm-hmm. said about the matchmaking thing, they don't need to know like, you know, all the things that we follow and like all the celebrities, the shows, the movies, the books, whatever. Just start matching everything up, and you'll find like people that are perfect for each other in the same damn town.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It could be like how we have—they have like Facebook suggestions, like for your friends. Like, well, yeah, exactly. You suggest you date this person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, hey, we saw that you were bowling yesterday, and that you like uh, you know wrestling yeah. and long walked on the beach, and so does Jennifer.
0: Right, and what do you know? Jennifer is having an ice cream cone on the boardwalk as we speak. Go meet her
1: Yo, that's dating in the future. Can you imagine that?
0: Yeah.
1: That'd be so wild.
0: That's where we're headed. And to be honest with you, that's actually why I never post in real time. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Another dating tip. Never post in real time.
1: Yeah. If you're going to post, you're at the ice cream shop. Don't do it while you're still at the ice cream shop.
0: Exactly. That's that's a later gram for you. Definitely a later gram.
1: Yeah, that's a good good one, though. It's a good tip. I would definitely go with that one. But, Yeah, yeah GPS dating is the future, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be but so people wild. Have, people have restrictions. You know, there was a point where, like, I ain't going past the 15 mile radius. I don't want to pay any tolls. I don't. <laughs> How would that? What if, like, and you're in New York City and you go grab
1: your favorite drink of Starbucks and you walk into Central Park and you just get on this app and you say, I want to talk to anyone that's in one mile of me in Central Park? That has these things, and all of a sudden you find out that, like, I don't know, Jane Smith's over there sitting on a rock, and she's on the same damn app, and you can just go over there and start yeah. a conversation.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Wild.
1: Wild. That's the future. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, if it's not already existing. Exactly. I'm sure there's some GPS thing out there. I'm positive there has to be.
0: For sure. Yeah. Crazy stuff. With everything they have out there, absolutely. It's a thing. But- Dating apps just are, you know, you have to be a certain type of person to be able to sift through it. I think it takes a, a, a lot of patience, a lot of patience to be on those things. That's for sure.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. And, and I think there's a generational difference for sure.
0: That's, mm-hmm. that's the
1: piece that people have to pay attention to because, like, our generation, if I'm talking to somebody on a dating app, I'm only talking to that one person. Right. Even though there's, like, a plethora of people I could talk to at once. I try to be respectful, like, hey, I, um, I'm like, I don't know, if I'm talking to someone and having a real deep conversation, and then I get another match with somebody else,
0: mm-hmm. I may
1: kick up the conversation and be like, hey, I'm really glad that we matched, love to get to know you, but right now, I'm talking to somebody else. Right, right. Like, out of respect, you know? So, you go to the honesty approach, absolutely. Right, Which, and like, can yeah, we kind of build a friendship here until I figure out what's going on with this other person?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's fair enough. That's essentially what you're out there to do. That's what you would be doing in real life if you were, you know, going on a couple dates or, or, you know, spreading your time out wisely. So I think that's fair. You're being open and honest. Mm -hmm.
1: It's true. So, okay. So let's give these people, let's go back to the social topic and let's just focus on, we're talking about dating a lot because it's just a fun topic. Dating is like everything right now because nobody knows how to do it correctly. Right. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm sure I'm making mistakes clearly because I've been single for friggin' ever, but I know I've been single forever because I work too damn hard.
0: Right. Right.
1: Um. But then Any
0: way of doing things that make it difficult. Like absolutely. Yeah.
1: There has to be some solid tips. And that's what I think is <laughs> going to be cool about you and I going forward is that we're going to have a male and a female perspective for most of you. Like to, right, to right. kind of take in some of this stuff. And, neither of us are experts in dating. We're not dating coaches. We're nothing like that. Nope, We're not nope, social definitely. media gurus or anything, but like mm-hmm. we know the basics, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's just life experience and what it's, it's it's shown over the course of time. I mean, I have a couple younger coworkers and they sort of look up to me all the time and I yell at them constantly because they show me and they tell me about their little dating stories. And they're not even text messaging anymore or on dating apps. They're Snapchatting each other and they're standing each other up and they're doing this and they're doing that. Or, Oh, he never answered my snap. And then I look at what she's snapping and she's snapping pictures of herself in a bikini. And I go, well, what are you doing? This is not dating. This is just, You guys are being idiots. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Listen, Jess, tell me about like texting
0: and actually
1: a phone call. Like, what do you prefer?
0: Well, it's funny because I think nowadays um, when, when a guy actually or, or whoever is interested actually calls, And it's almost like jarring for a second. Like you almost like don't know what to do. Like, oh my God, they're calling me versus texting me. Like, do I pick up? Do I act busy? What's happening? And you almost get yourself into like a little state of panic when you're not prepared for it. But actually it's very refreshing when you get a phone call rather than a text. You get somebody that's just like, hey, I just wanted to, you know, touch base with you, see how your day was, you know, start learning people's voices. And I think human connection is something that, that's ultimately what we're all looking for. And it's something that we've all lacked. Um, We've been behind screens for so long uh, on our own and then forced. So I think if it comes down to it, texting is great when you're at work and you're, you know, you just need to send quick messages. And, but Mm -hmm. I think if you're really interested in somebody, pick up the phone, let them hear your voice, let them, you know, get comfortable with you, because I think that's why people don't really go anywhere, because they're always texting, and when you're texting, it takes, like, a little bit of that, like, humanity out of it, where, you know, you're, you're disassociating yourself from being an actual person, and actually, like, picking up on the social Mm -hmm. cues, and they're, they're, not their body language because it's over, but their, you know, their vocal cues their you know, ev- right. everything that they're saying. So all that stuff is so important. So I'm and all I'm, about the
1: phone call. I'm in the same boat you are. I'm 100% down with a phone call. I don't know mm-hmm. how many times I could have a text relationship or conversation with somebody. And it'll, it'll go throughout the day, but it's a lot of small talk, right? Because I'm, okay, I'm, I'm sitting at a computer like 17, 18 hours out of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm working nonstop. If my hands are not touching the keyboard, they're touching my phone. And so if I'm texting you, I'm literally taking time away from work to text you. It's a pain in the butt, but I'm a really good multitasker and, Mm -hmm. and the tone of my voice on certain things you can't pick up on texting. So if you call me, I can give you four hours of my time, like no problem Mm -hmm. talking on the phone about anything you want to talk about while I'm working and still be okay
0: right absolutely and i think it it makes it that much faster like when you're connecting like vocally you're more likely to then meet up in person um absolutely. it these things along because i i mean i've even had situations where i've actually referred to people as oh like they're my text message boyfriend like we've been texting for weeks but we haven't actually hung out or yeah. you know he t- every day but i haven't seen him in a month you know so i call them my text message boyfriend but yep. like they're you know it's not going anywhere it's not real and i think when you pick up the phone and you have a conversation you're more likely to make it happen you're more likely to take the next action step to say like hey what are you doing right now you want to get a drink you want to pick up dinner you want to yeah, do this i love that yeah
1: that's that's you know, that's 100 absolutely- percent right too mm-hmm. yeah i feel that because in a conversation we're connecting there's a lot more communication. Like it would take me all day to tell you about my personal life and like who I am and what I like to do and whatever those questions may be. But if we get on the phone, I can have that knocked out in 20 minutes and we can start making some plans. Right. There you go. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So I like the idea of it. Like, yeah, phone for sure. I was just curious because I'm like, from a woman's perspective, I'm like, I have like one person I just met off of Tinder. God bless me. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's, she's older than me actually. Um, and which is which is a new realm I've never been involved with, but I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Like, to date someone actually older than me is like, wow, way out of my comfort zone. Um, right. But we definitely were talking, but she, even her being older, she was like, don't ever call me. Just text, right? Like, she wants the whole thing to be on text, and I was like, I don't know about all this. Like, even today,
0: I, she was like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah." it's a little bit of a red flag. She She texted me today and said, what are we doing tomorrow? Because she has tomorrow off from work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, well, I don't really have a good connection with you, so I'm working tomorrow. I'm not sure yeah. what you're going to be doing. <laughs> like, we mm-hmm. haven't had a phone conversation. How do I even know what you sound like? Right, right. What if you sound like a man, but you look like a woman? That's I, very. I, I want to know. <laughs>
0: I've never heard of a woman say that she prefers text message unless it's just, like I said, for quick communication of, like, or, you know, like, once you've sort of established or, like, you know, a rapport with the person and you're just sort of, like, texting each other throughout the day, like, hey, hope you're having a great day, you Mm -hmm. know, thinking about you, call me later, like, quick things like that. That's great. But I've always heard women say that they prefer phone calls. So that's very interesting to me.
1: Yeah. And this is someone older than me. Like, I'm 41. Hmm. She's, 40, right. she's 43, and right. she prefers texting over phone calls. Like, I'm baffled. Like, a 25-year-old, I would hear them say, like, I want texting only. And like, that makes sense because sure. you're immature. But, like, right. <laughs> um, right. but for someone older to want that, I'm surprised they didn't want to have a phone call and, like, connect that direction. Totally. So, yeah, I'm, like, most likely going to step away from that one yeah. only because I'm not going to have a relationship where I have to text you all the damn time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, who wants that? So.
1: nobody wants that. All right, guys. Well, uh, Jess, I'm so excited to see what happens here on this podcast. Now that we're kind of co-hosting it together, I'm going to, I think I'm going to have a big, like, uh, um, the, the camaraderie that we're going to build the friendship we're going to build through this is going to just be incredible. And I think you bring a lot of really solid, good advice for the women that may be listening or even the guys that listen from a female perspective. Um, mm-hmm. and hopefully vice yeah. versa. So I'm really excited to see what other topics we come up with and what else we talk about. We're going to try, guys, I'm not sure how often, but this is going to be weekly. We know it's going to be weekly. We're just not sure when this is going to get released. <laughs> so um, we have to work on a schedule, but once that schedule is organized, you guys will know. Uh, you'll definitely see content. You can follow the Savoir Fair podcast. I don't know where you're listening to it, us from. So it could be on Apple. It could be on uh, Google play. It could be on Spotify. It could be God knows where, cause we're everywhere. But if you go to savfair.com, you can see all the new episodes, all the old episodes and keep up with Jess and I there for sure. Um, but we're going to let you guys go. Um, and then next week we'll come back and we'll hopefully have just like a main topic we can talk about and go through and, and have some more fun.
0: Awesome. This was really fun. And I look forward to more. This is awesome. So yeah. Really- so,
1: uh, Social media and dating, that's kind of the topic for this one. So hope you guys got some good tidbits. We will definitely see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to the show. Please take a minute to head over to www.savfair.com and subscribe to our publication.